This is episode 264 of the Gold Squadron Podcast. I'm your host, Dion Morales, and today I'm joined by Marcel passing the shield, Manzano? Uh, yeah. So, um, to somebody who's not even here, so William is taking over captain as Team USA. So he, uh, uh I'm still gonna play, but, uh, Will is Will is the boss now. So Will is the the one calling the shots and, mm-hmm. and doing all all the all the stuff. Um, we can talk about it more later, but yeah, yeah. Will Will is still uh, in transit from Chicago to back to his home in Iowa because he was the one on the ground in Virginia this weekend. But let's continue here. Ryan Memorial Day is on a Monday. Staniszewski. Yeah, no matter how much it feels like a Sunday and you know that it's supposed to be a Monday because Memorial Day is always on a Monday, just like GSP is always on a Monday, too. <laughs> and, and James, I miss Hayden Ritter. Ritter. I do. I, I missed him. I'm so glad to see him back on uh, like the interviews with him have just been like so heartwarming to see how happy he is to see the Star Wars community behind him. I think your your original your original what your original quote was like the prequels are good now. Yeah, it's just because like uh, a lot of the interviews that he's he's been on like you know, like everyone hated him. I don't know what happened, and then now everyone likes him. I don't know. It's it's time. It's 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 time. All right. It's it's that that distance makes the heart grow fonder. Is that the is that the quote? Something like it, that, yeah. I mean, it was still bad acting. It's just nostalgic bad acting now. Yeah, I mean, there's plenty of that in the original Star Wars too. Yeah, it's like it's like that's bad acting, but that's my bad acting, right? <laughs> I love that bad acting. Anyway, yeah, I always like the prequels. So, yeah, you haters out there, I love you guys. Yeah, it's okay. Um, so speaking of Star Wars changes and celebrating, this w- past weekend was the Star Wars celebration. Um, I funny, you guys want to know a funny story? I was supposed to be there. I was supposed to be at Star Wars Celebration, and I ended up selling my ticket. Now you might be wondering, like, oh, that, that's not that exciting of a story, except. Okay, I was supposed to go to Star Wars Celebration with uh, Ryan Farmer. And Steven Gonzalez. If you guys know those names, cool. If you don't, then that, that's whatever. We had planned to, together, to go together pre-COVID and, and all this. We had bought our tickets, and the tickets rolled over all the way to this Star Wars celebration. And I had thought I had a conversation with Ryan saying that he wasn't going, and neither was Steven, but I could stay at his place if I wanted to go anyway. Guys... That conversation apparently never happened. It was a dream that I had and literally got called by Ryan saying, hey, when are you getting here? Like as a, like my air, my flight, all the, which all had been canceled. And I was just like, wait, what? I thought and like I'm just going through this whole thing and trying to piece it together. And uh, I apparently either dreamed and or hallucinated a conver- whole conversation about not going to Star Wars Celebration. And that's why I wasn't there. That's all. I just wanted to, to share with you guys. I'm either, you know, really 
good at dreaming or going crazy. One of the two. Uh, but something really cool that happened at Star Wars Celebration, an exclusive repaint made an appearance. What was that, James? That was the Ahsoka Aether Sprite. Um, it looks pretty good. Um, I was uh, pretty jealous not to have been able to go as well because it looks pretty pretty nice. It does. It does. Now, this probably ends up making it the most – the hardest one to get out of all the exclusive repaints. What do you guys think? Like for X-Wing players because this means that it was open – to the public like anybody who wasn't even aware of x-wing would be like oh that's a cool ship i'll just buy that because ahsoka all right i'm just thinking it might it might end up being the rarest of them all what do, what do you guys think yeah because the the Plocoon one was at worlds right mm-hmm. yeah and there's a lot of those i mean they're yeah like they're still relatively more difficult to find than like the vultures or the what was the other one? Gone, the, uh, the yeah, the N one. Silver Naboo. Yeah, yeah, because like, yeah, the Silver Naboo's they just did on the website, right? No, sad Adepticon. Oh, really? I thought they were. I thought they shipped those out as well. I think they did a duo. Yeah, they did like oh, okay. people at Adepticon first. And then after okay. Adepticon weekend was over, they they had any still in they had, like first come first serve I think basis on their website. They definitely did do that for the Vulture. Vulture was only the Adepticon site. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I, I don't even think we found out about Ahsoka until pretty recently. It was only the past couple of like past couple of days, right? Yeah, they were like, "Yeah, if you're going to be at celebration, check out our booth because we help. We'll have toys." Right. I mean, let's, <laughs> and let's be honest; it's not like AMG was like, "Oh, let's make this plant." That was sitting around in a warehouse somewhere since pre-COVID, like getting ready, likely for the Star Wars celebration that didn't happen. Like that's that's my guess. Just like all the other products, well, the box says 2022 on it. That's the yeah, that it does. That's just a sticker. Yeah. Is it a yeah. sticker? Is it just a sticker. It's a sticker. Okay. Uh, then, then, yeah. Got him. You got you got me there. <laughs> well, I, 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 was like, I don't know. <laughs> I just want. Somebody, I'm sure somebody somebody in the somebody in the chat. Is it a sticker? Can we confirm? I know I know Isofane has one in hand. Yeah, Iso got one. Yeah. Because he's sending us one to give away as a prize at some point, which is awesome. So shout out shout out to Isofane for that. Get some Iso Iso Isos in the chat. Um, but yeah, would love well to get conversation. Uh, confirmation on that yeah my guess is that the ahsoka will see either a adepticon or gen con exclusive that just got put on hold mm-hmm. agreed all right so um it's oh, oh it's not, not a stick then i rest my case mm. Mm. <laughs> fancy okay cool i stand corrected all right <laughs> all right well uh not a sticker it's under the plastic Ooh, ooh. their exacto knife skills must be top notch <laughs> i guess well, we're surgeons <laughs> that's right that's right well our podcast episodes are brought to you by uh brought to you by our gsp patrons becoming a patron makes you a part of our largest group of supporters here at gsp thank you so much for your support you can go to patreon.com slash gold squadron to become a patron and get quarterly gifts and awesome stuff today so um our main topic today is going to be basically we're one week in 
to the rules changes, point changes. I kind of want to know how your guys' week in X-Wing went. After that, we are going to do a full spoiler review and discussion on Obi-Wan Kenobi. So we will give you a full spoiler warning before that happens. If you haven't watched it yet, don't worry. We will, we're not going to talk about Obi-Wan until we get to that point. So y'all are safe until then. Um, I know I have notes down already. Marcel, I think out of the four of us, you were probably the most critical of the changes that happened. And not in a bad way, of course. I'm saying, like, you had some strong the, – probably the strongest feelings. And I would, I would love to know, you know, your weekend, what – how, what happened for you? What, positive, good, bad? Did you not get to play? What what happened? I, I played a little. Um, I played, I think, uh, over the week, three games. I think I played one in the week and then one twice this weekend. One I played Ali and I played somebody I don't know. And then do you remember I what scenarios know. you played? Yeah, I played um, the the pickup and run. The uh, salvage mission. Sure. Uh, I well, for, the for the people action. who are listening, I gotta, gotta, <laughs> gotta sure. say uh, what it is. The action to flip it. Scramble the transmission. Scramble. Yep. And the uh, king of the hill. Assault at the satellite. Array. Technically, chance could be king of single hill these days. True. Well, king of the little multiple mini hills. Hill. Yeah. Okay. Of, of the five hills. So, so yeah, I played one of each, and not. Purposely, we each game there was like a like a random, um, just whatever showed up randomly. So, yeah, and I I did more list building um, than I had before this, uh, you know, before the change. So I did um, basically just trying to see what what to play at at Kyber Cup because that's the really the only thing that I'm. That I'm, that I'm in right now, and then with um, XTC coming up, just um, starting to think about that. It, it's mm-hmm. it's coming up in like uh, I think we have to have lists in like three weeks, so it's coming up pretty fast. Uh, so more theory crafting than anything else. I passed Elden Ring over the weekend, so I think that's gonna open up some time because I I was like real deep into Elden Ring. I was. Uh, that, that was taking up like all my all my non-family or non-work time. If, mm-hmm. All my play time was like uh, going through Elden Ring. So now that that's that's past, I think uh, we'll see how much more goes into X-wing again. Right. <laughs> now, what about you, Ryan? What's your play time been looking like? So I got in two games maybe three um i played salvage and i played assault question mark maybe scramble um and uh well and i definitely played some gts games as well but anyway uh yes there's definitely a massive difference not having that first turn um for capturing or interacting with any objectives um that allowed um certain archetypes confirm i know i said this last week and that's what i expected to happen it's true like 
There are more archetypes that can play the game because they don't need to go fast and make it to the objectives in the first turn starting the downward snowball. Mm -hmm. um, but also, uh, I don't know if I've had this many different, specifically the word different, separatist lists in my list builder right now. <laughs> um, I'm looking like all over the place. It's not just, you know, cause I, I want to like, Oh, what droid swarm can I build? What can I make? Mm -hmm. You know, that's the normal thing I look at first. And then uh, now looking around at like what I expect to be around uh, and be predominant and what I can do against it. And then mixing up a lot of things. And uh, there's just a lot that I'm able to plug and play really easily and see how it might work. Um, whether it's, you know, a little bit of Grievous Django. Um, together or separately in certain lists um, mixing hyenas and vultures and things like that so uh, there's definitely a lot on my plate that I want to try almost so much so normally I'm very multi-faction try things out especially leading up to um, as I'll, I'll be going to Gen Con mm -hmm. and uh, I might have to commit all my time to just separatist if I really want to figure something out uh, because if I spend any time in another faction, I'm pretty sure I'm gonna. There's a chance I might miss something that could be available. Um, not saying separatists are be like they're the top faction, and that's like there's so much stuff and they're so deep. But like they, they just have a lot of options that you can like pull out and plug things in, mm -hmm. see how things work, try the new rogue uh, class starfighter. Now that that's out, so um, there's just a lot that they could do. It's just whether they're viable enough and what pieces are going to be needed. Um, I am very concerned about Vader Defender baseline. I'm so concerned about it that I think he is a list-building gatekeeper. Whenever I build a list, I say, not that I have to kill him, right? You have objectives that you can play the game mm -hmm. and then not go after him similar to Bo some people did to Boba Fett right Right. you don't always have to go and kill Boba Fett because it's really hard to do it um, so but man uh, there's a huge difference in the factions what else you can bring in Empire than what else you can bring in Scum or, like Boba and, and Vader are both in the category of these are really really hard to kill and you need to decide early on if you can do it or going to commit to it or not mm -hmm. um or you could ignore them and try and focus on objectives. So it it's difficult uh, right now, I think, to uh, for certain lists to maybe even have a solution of some type to deal with them. And I, I, I this is my early feelings. Mm -hmm. um, as things go on, things may develop and figure things out. But man, nine points in a talent slot for Defender Vader with the loadout he pretty much kept was. I feel a little overboard, a little overcorrection. This feels like two-point Leia crew. All right, and we could break down. We could break down that Vader here in a minute. What about you, James? I know. I think uh, on, on Wednesday, you and you and Will got to break down some stuff. Yeah. So on Wednesday, we we didn't play any games. Wednesday, we we strictly went through a ton of different list archetypes that uh, maybe we haven't seen uh, a lot of since 2.5 changes so we went through a lot of those and identified a couple of the pieces that um 
are kind of highlighted with all the points changes. Uh, something like maybe like in three A's are you know somewhat viable again, um, not not over powerful or uh, going to be a meta staple, but you can definitely fly some without feeling bad. Uh, you can fly uh, Boba again, and like like uh, like Ryan was saying, it it doesn't feel too bad when you're taking a nine ten point ship uh, because. Uh, the scoring has kind of been limited to after the second round. Um, yeah, we just went through a ton of different lists, and uh, I only got to play one game over the week, uh, but I did play Scramble, and it felt a lot different. It felt really good. Yeah, for myself, um, I got to play a game and a half. A game and a half, but I got to play Scramble the Transmissions, and I will tell you one of the things. Sitting down and kind of uh, on my way to uh, to get ready to play, was thinking a lot about that second turn objective scoring, and realizing how much it had the before the first time point. Excuse me, the first round point scoring had been affecting the way I wanted to play. And when I was thinking about the list I had brought, um, thinking about playing, I know we talked about it before we were going to play Scramble the Transmissions, I realized, hey, for lack of a better term, I could be more cute or different with my opening than I had in the in the past. Before, we talked about, hey, what'd you do? What's your fastest maneuver? Just go, right? That's essentially what you would do for majority of the uh, majority of the scenarios, but I got to I got to have a little fun with it, right? I got to to do some coordinating, some shenanigans, barrel rolls. Um, I think what most of the players were probably initially upset about the fact that you didn't have an opportunity to to feel like you were outflying your opponent in that opening. I felt like I had an opportunity to do that. Even though it was only one turn, it still gives you an opportunity to set, reset, or kind of feign an idea, and then go for what you want after that. It re I felt like it made a massive difference to my play experience, and I had a great time. I lost the game. We'll talk about that in a second. But I still had a great time. I still had a great time. And... I, I want to stick on scramble here for this for a second. Um, wow, for me that felt extremely different. The fact that there were only these three uh, these three objective tokens. The biggest thing for me that I felt the change was killing ships mattered a lot more in scramble the transmissions than it it did before. And at least in the game, mind you, again, I don't have a giant data set. In the game, my opponent and I both ended up prioritizing trying to kill each other's ships than going for the objective. It wasn't until the fourth or fifth round that all three were claimed. It was just that... That's that that scenario happenstance of like, wait a second. I know that you could come in and and potentially just unscramble it for me. So I'm gonna actually choose to be offensive and just not even worry about the scenario action. Like that happened a couple of times. Um, it was really exciting. I 
I had a great time playing playing that objective. And I have to say it was probably the most fun I had playing objectives so far. Um, uh, any other thoughts on Scramble for you guys? Yeah, that's the one I played today. So I played um, Ollie. He had uh, he had a four ship rebel list, like an Alpha Strike list, and I had um, I was trying out Django plus six dr um, drones, different drones, and so it was a seven ship list, seven ship with, and <clears throat> I ended up uh, I. I think we both were initially just going for setting up the 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 initial engagement because he's got an alpha strike list. I've got a, also kind of an alpha strike list, but the joust uh, a jousting list, not an alpha strike. Thank you. So we were both setting up for that. However, the um, only the three objectives ended up being a big part of the game because. Uh, I was only able to kill one out of his four ships, and he killed four. Um, yeah, he killed four ships because I, I, I ended up with no. He killed five ships, so he, so I only ended up with one drone and Django. But most of the game, I was running around with all three objectives claimed uh, because he was prioritizing just getting those drones out of there, and um, I ended up losing. But in the last uh, wedge was at one hall, so it was like um, it, it, it was it was a game. Even though I only killed one ship and he killed five, at at the end, you know, he we, he was one hall away from 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 losing, or was it no? I think I think it would have been a tie. Anyway, from being either a loss or a tie for him. So the. Um, the objectives still like I I got all my points from objectives every turn I was going three 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 two 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 most mostly two 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 three things like that so so um so yeah I mean it gave it an opportunity for him to focus on one style of play and me I was just opportunity getting I had more ships so I'm like okay well, I'm just gonna take as many objectives as I can and uh, see if he lands in my arc because I don't know where he's gonna be. That's pretty cool. So it, it seems, at least in your in that experience right there, um, a lower ship count list versus a a swarm type, it felt maybe a little bit more balanced than we initially saw. Or is that too strong of a word to use? No, it did feel a little bit more balanced. Um, you know, to be fair, Ali is it's a list that Ali has been practicing. And uh -huh. I am notoriously bad with fire sprays, like really bad. Um, like I think I think I fly the drones okay, but the the fire spray, I'm I've never been a good boa or any of those players. Uh, so we we both agreed that in with somebody who has enough reps flying those two different types of ships, let's say. Daniel, it's kind of like what Daniel was flying with Zam plus a bunch of D Daniel Leon, yes, yeah, Daniel Leon, like somebody who's been doing that or puts enough reps in a list with seven ships that can do as much as that specific list can do is probably s still has the advantage, but not not 
not as not as big of an advantage as 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 before. Cool. Um, I know something else for me. Let's go ahead and hit points changes. Um, I'll be completely honest with the initial points. After we kind of we, we did our rankings, we really looked at them. I realized very quickly that I wasn't as excited about building lists and basically i was building lists for quote unquote for work basically for gsp stuff is the only reason i was building lists and this week more than one time i've pulled out my phone and just started building lists for fun um which is something i hadn't done in a while since this reset and uh it it's it's a behavior that as I was reflecting, you know, for getting ready for the podcast, I was like, oh, wait, I I, I have lists in Launch Bay Next that I want to try um, because things – they they the points shifted enough. And I think the biggest thing was the, the, the changes in most of the factions with the two-pointers. Um, I, I don't feel like I'm being locked in to a specific type of list or to specific pilots just because I'm choosing a faction, which is what was, I want to say, bothering me beforehand. That's interesting because I kind of feel, not the opposite, but um, Will and I talked about this a lot on Wednesday stream where um, if, a, if a faction doesn't have a two-pointer, then you're basically locked into um, cer certain like the, 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 the how the points work out for each of your ships. Mm -hmm. it, it it makes it a lot simpler on the amount of different configurations you can bring. You know, if you're bringing because uh, if you're bringing six ships now, then one of those has to be a bigger one than like a three pointer. Mm -hmm. So just like the way that they the points break out, it it can be different. So. Uh, I kind of feel you though, like it, you're not limited to bringing like, okay, here's my first two or four points. Now what do I do? Mm -hmm. I kind of feel that. Yeah, like but... I, I just felt like I could play with more of my toys. Like I, I, the options by restricting something, in, namely the two-pointers, it gave me more opportunity. It was it's a it's a strange way to look at it. And I see we got a couple of fam out there, Matt B fourteen, uh, and Eldoras four one two, kind of in that in that same boat. It's like, hey, I felt like I had more choices. And um, when when I am excited about building lists, is when I'm having the most time, most fun playing X wing. And and because I'm I'm the most engaged at that time. How has uh, list 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 building outside of uh, we have any? Uh, so we talk about Ryan. You were looking at separatists, right? Um, Marcel, you were looking at uh, stuff for XTC. You got any other hidden secrets there? You don't have to tell us necessarily what it is. But you got you got any? Uh, you, you got no, any, not you got secrets. Any, any stuff mean, from me, man? What you got? What you got? Everybody's still kind of building their own. We don't know. We don't know who's playing what yet. Mm. Um, and people might realize, like we 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 didn't do like last time. We didn't recruit person there, there's nothing to go by 
Right. And so that I, I'm, that's on me, not recruiting. So for the people asking, like, hey, I wanted to participate this year, the number went from seven players to five players now. Um, so there's only five people playing. With zero track record on X-Wing 2.5? Yeah, with no – there's there's no way to – I mean, there's we, we've got – Depticon, which, you know, obviously live events is tough to gauge because not everybody can travel. There really hasn't been any any online, you know, any big online events that, that draw a lot of people. Except included. for the fact that Galactic Championship 2022 is open now. Bill, 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 bill. Free event yeah, yeah, coming yeah, in see. two weekends. So you were a few months late on that one, or else we would have had a pool. So well, was I late or was XCC <laughs> early? How about that? Uh, no, you were late. Who pub um, I publicly published my dates first. Thank you very so, much. Yeah, yeah. Anyway. <laughs> yeah. So um, so decided to go with, you know, the people that are familiar with the format and familiar with each other. So it's it's going to be uh, most of us m minus Carson, uh, who is um, just opted out of 2.5 altogether. Um, you know, he, he's the one that was doing the, uh, the Stan's dad. I ain't heard no bell. Well, I guess he heard a bell now. And, um, and Danny, Daniel Leon, he mm -hmm. actually got recruited. He's playing, I think for team Finland. What? So, what? I know. He jumped ship. He like, jumped he, ship. <laughs> no, he talked to us first. He's like, but well, we had, you know, we had eight people that are still available. So. So we we gave him our blessing. We still need to put him out of our channel. <laughs> That's coming. Insert traitor gif from episode <laughs> seven. No kidding. Uh, so anyway, so no secrets yet. We we don't know who's flying what yet. Um, I have been just toying around with lists, um, you know, in in my, you know, whenever you have some free time. Mm -hmm. Vader, I've tried a couple different Vader things. I actually flew a Vader list, uh, not because I wanted to, just because somebody wanted to test it. And no, I no, I can't stop. <laughs> I flew a Vader plus five TIE Fighters. Um, oh. Vader survived. Uh, four out of the five TIE Fighters died, and it ended in a draw. So, yeah, Vader's pretty good. I'm... Um, so let, let's go ahead. Let's head over to the Yasby. Shout out Yasby.app. My favorite desktop app to build lists. Now, Darth Vader and the Defender is uh, is what we've been talking about here. Uh, if y'all don't know, his points went down to nine. Last point update, he was at 11, correct? Yeah. All right. So... Overall, one of the things looking at the community feedback, which we're going to hit here in a minute. Uh, by the way, thank you to everybody who did respond in the Respondent GSP for today's community feedback. Um, more than one shouted out the fact that maybe the Darth Vader change was a bit of an overcorrection. Um, went from 11 to 9. Is there... <laughs> Is there a pro – and I think this maybe goes to – I know that AMG is balancing, like, game balance but also theme. Like, we know we know that theme is a big thing for them. Um, 
so maybe with this overcorrection, maybe they're looking like, oh, Darth Vader, Lord of the Sith. Why would we not want to see more Darth Vader, Lord of the Sith? Um, Ryan, can you explain to me how strong a Darth Vader in a Defender can be? Can we can we slap some some auto include upgrades on this man to uh, to show the power of the dark side? Uh. I think the most auto-include right now is the one that he didn't have a slot for before. He didn't have a talent slot before. Um, and he's got enough points to just... You're a defender. You get free evades. Juke seems pretty good when you have a fully... With Vader's ability, the three-force, his shot is as fully modded as pretty much a, a focused target lock shot. Like mm -hmm. You can mitigate one blank... And you could spend up to two force for your three dice or four dice. And commonly, your world probably uh, hit in there somewhere. Um, I six with juke means you're very, very likely to have that evade for juke. And it also because of how hard he can hit without spending a focus offensively and save it for defense, or just reposition, or just bump and not stress focus. To, to like have those offenses or defense and just shoot something else that's not range zero um man he, like that juke is gonna hit real hard because he hits really hard baseline um so not only did he get a two point squad reduction he kept a above 10 uh point loadout and gained a talent slot like that's three levels of stuff that probably didn't need to combo together <laughs> uh, because you have room for stuff like HLC, which means he has now his entire bullseye can be four dice. Granted, at range three, they get the defensive mod uh, of the extra agility. Mm -hmm. Sorry, not mod, extra dice. Um, and still, if you wanted to even beyond that... Because I think Juke is the baseline, and right. pick two out of the three, right? The two out of the three are HLC, Cluster Missiles, Malice. Those are the three. Pick two. I can't tell you right now which ones are best. I don't know. I've seen people take any combination of those two. Both secondary weapons, even HLC and Malice, like that still has a reason to be taken because you're not always going to use HLC. It's just there to have four dice. You don't have to use Malice on an HLC shot because mm -hmm. it's going to get turned over anyway. But just the tools are available and the shots are there. You just say, I don't ever have to take a target lock action and worry about using cluster missiles. Like if you don't expect to see stuff tight together at range one, which probably do with at least scenarios but ship counts are seemingly going down so maybe cluster missiles aren't the call but maybe you want to have cluster missiles and hlc and juke anyway and just don't take malice because mm -hmm. pilot crits are a smaller percentage of the damage deck than ship crits so but i mean man did rejoining that force back feels pretty good when you do that oh yeah so you're, there's you're a lot of things happening right now, and it's uh, it's it, it's not it's not even the fact that this contained all in nine points on an I six defender that we know Vader is. The fact that he gains a talent to have Juke is big, huge. 
Mm-hmm. Um, but on top of that, it's because he's given a, the Imperial squad two more points of room to work with means either he can and slight decreases in the other Imperial aces, right? You know, you're, I believe, I don't know if Duchess was six before, but isn't, but it's at least five. You had other defenders who were at eight down to seven. You have Reapers who are great support chassis, and even Major Vermeil, who would love to see people get juked by Vader and spend their focus tokens. Mm-hmm. So I, there's a lot of other good stuff in Empire, whether it is the TIE Fighters or it is other Imperial Aces that say, like, if you have to ignore Vader and go kill something else you're telling your opponent that they either need to go try and chew through a tie swarm that probably should have Aiden in there realistically if you don't have Aiden I highly recommend you should if you're running your Vader with ties just ignoring an entire shot is very very good it's well worth it um or if you're telling your opponent to say go try and kill my other Imperial Aces that probably have a similar token stack your Grand Inquisitors your other Inquisitors any of them your, your seven sisters your fifth brothers uh, Duchess is really hard to catch, um, but doesn't have as much agility. But sure, try and catch Duchess that gets to ailerons around. That can be difficult for some ships. So, um, and then, like I said, just straight here's a whole other defender uh, that you have to try and kill as well. Uh, that could also fit in a list and still fit a third viable ship. Yeah, so I'm just I'm just right now on screen for those of us who are who are listening at home, like I'm just building out. You know, you got Vader and so many different toys you can go. Um, this right here is. Let me go ahead and just do an import. It'll be a little faster. I was gonna say yeah. you're actually. What are you trying to build? Duncan's list from Richmond. Yeah, there it is. So uh, this weekend, Will Hagwood was at the Richmond Open. It's a new convention tournament. They asked us to come out. Say, hey, can you come out for our inaugural tournament? We said, sure. Let's go ahead and make it happen. Uh, one of the things we've been trying to do is, uh, you know, is seeing when we can re- go to these uh, these newer or smaller events to promote them. But like, hey. Next time you guys should come to this thing. So uh, yeah, Duncan Howard here was his, this was in his stomping ground. This is what he brought: Vader Defender, Malice and Juke, which we saw. Which, in my opinion, those two are just standard. You just staple staple those on, get your super glue, and then you decide whether you want that HLC or or some type of other missile. Um, cluster missile is what he went with for I think like we said the uh, the swarm matchup. In uh, in the commentary for the top four and the final, William got to talk to Will. Uh, excuse me, William got to talk to Duncan about his some of his choices. So I would check out that interview if I were you. He brought Grand Inquisitor with Extreme Maneuvers, Lone Wolf, Fire Control System, and Concussion Missiles, and then for Meal. Working off of that Vader Juke with uh, Crackshot Palpatine, which can be used for Vader on defense. Pretty big there. And then targeting computer to be like, hey, I have a target lock too. Pretty swanky. So uh, just just one example of what you could end up seeing with a Darth Vader Defender. Um, which actually, this is a, a conversation piece I want to talk to you guys about here is ship count. This is a three-ship list, boys. Thoughts on ship count? It's going down, question mark? 
I would like to also point out that uh, Duncan was able to defeat an opponent in Swiss at the Richmond Open in a salvage scenario without getting a single objective point. He won purely on destroying. Now, that's a very small sample size. One mm -hmm. game, Duncan, amazing player. Uh, I think he played against a Ray Pozori. So it's another PvP style list, right? So one out right. PvP the other in that point. Right. But if this is a trend we see, does this mean a, if it happens, I'd be concerned. Is the scenario doing its job? I, I, hmm. I kind of, so my thought here is, is if a three ship list comes in for like its objective is to say i don't want to play this scenario i want to kill you um i want to destroy all your ships but the opponent that wants to play purely scenario has a chance i think that's okay like i think if you have an opportunity to play both ways I don't think that's necessarily a problem. I think we need historical data to really figure out if if it's a if it's a long term problem, um, because eventually the way the way that we all min max lists and 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 openings and all this, we'll, we'll end up essentially deciding which is the better way to go, and we'll just go one way or the other. Yeah, and and I uh, I don't think that's a problem if we if we have a i mean i think that's that's a good thing if we have a list that can win and and wants to win based on killing the opponent mm -hmm. this is a dog fighting game that's what I, I i see that as a good thing i don't see that like the objectives are not doing their their the objectives are not doing their job i see it as as the game is doing what it's intended to do you're beating your opponent through killing ships the objectives are allowing the opponent that doesn't joust as well or doesn't play as well or doesn't ace as well to stay in the game and still be you know going back to the 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 game earlier today with ali he had a better list at killing things his he was trying to kill me he was not focused but i it allowed me to stay in the game and still have an opportunity to win. So I, it, I, I don't think that objective play, and I think that's one of the things that turned me away from 2.5, the first iteration of it, is that those type of lists that just basically want to go out, kill, uh, and focus on dogfighting did not have an opportunity or did not have a viable way of doing that because the the snowball effect from turn one you're down on points turn two you're down even more and the games end so fast that you don't have the opportunity to kill to, mm -hmm. to basically murder everything <laughs> um that i think is i think it's a good thing i think it's a step in the right direction because it gives um you know the the people who enjoyed 2.0 better than the people who enjoy 2.5 it gives those people the opportunity to go and play the style of game that they want to play and and still be able to do that which mm -hmm. is which is a really good middle ground um you know and and you know let's you know 
you know, a lot of people don't like it. A lot of people don't like how things are going. And I think this is a good way of, 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 of kind of meld, merging both styles of play to say you can still, you know, you can still win if you're, if, 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 if what you want to do is go out there, not get shot, kill everything, you can still go ahead and do that more so now. Um, but the person who wants to go out there and, and basically play the objective game, play the game that, you know, that 2.5 is, is, is morphing into, they mm -hmm. can still do that and be effective at it as well. They just have to be, um, you know, like, like always, you just have to think in the, in the back of your mind, okay, I know that there's going to be this really heavy hitter, wedge lists, uh, Vader, um, Django, like all these initiative fives and six are going to mm -hmm. go out there to try to murderize me. Uh, and if I'm going out there to try and play the objective game, you have to have, you know, just you just got to be prepared for that. Say, okay, I either have to have enough tokens to be defensively, I have to have enough firepower pointing forward to be, you know, to, to scare them away, or, um, you know, I have to have enough health to, I you know, a bunch of Y-Wings or something to be able to tank long enough to survive. I wonder if the best case scenario is one where in a tournament you have to choose and choose correctly depending on the list you're playing against whether or not you have to play for the objectives or whether you have to play for for the dogfight. I think that is my dream of perfect balance, right? Is um, And I also look at the ability to win off of ship destruction, that built-in comeback mechanic, right? By having that extra turn where the objectives don't score, um, I think that is one of the things I realize, again, one game, it only one game of data. In my one game, when I fell behind... I still had a chance. The score was still close enough where it's like, all right, cool. I have to destroy X ship uh, in order to have an opportunity to win. And I, you know, I, I was set on that path and it, I, I just found it more fun. It, the, um, the having having that choice. Now, sticking here, talking about ship count, let's go ahead and take a look at another list. The winning list from the Richmond Open was a three-ship list as well, and it was Resistance to Boot, which had been a, a, faction, a faction struggling. What do we got here, James? Yeah, so we have uh, Resistance, and uh, it's going to be a Ray list. Ray, uh, Flyboy Poe, and Zori Bliss in that new Republic Y-Wing. Uh, that's going to be a loaded outrage. He has Finn, Rose, uh, Dead Man Switch, Heroic, Engine Upgrade, and Ray's Millennium Falcon. Uh, that is a lot of tech on that one ship, uh, being able to push a lot of damage out. And uh, Flyboy Poe, uh, his, flying his, his own thing, he has a Heroic R4 Ferrisphere Paint, Proton Torpedoes, Overdrive Dusters, Munition Failsafe, Integrated S foils, black one, and jamming beam. That's every slot build that he possibly could. Twenty-five points of thickness. Let's go. 
Yeah. Uh, I hope he used one of those, uh, the uh, the quick build cards, because that is a lot of upgrades to put on <laughs> one, <laughs> one table. Uh, and to round out the list is Zori Bliss with the wartime loadout, Proton Torpedoes, R4, and Tearfawn Belly Run, just for fun, because it's zero points now. I wonder if he ever used it throughout the day. I need to. I need. I need a uh, reporter on the ground. Did we get any belly runs? <laughs> Did we get any? Or it was, it was just like a "Don't make me do it." I swear to God, I'll do it. <laughs> that kind of that kind of situation. Yeah, it it is kind of uh, interesting. The Tierfond belly run is definitely a um, you know you know at, at zero points, and if you don't have the points to add something else, you know it's a free upgrade. All right. Now, here is something else that uh, was was a part of the discussion during the Richmond Open was a noticeable um, preference for big guns. Lots of proton rockets and proton torpedoes. Ray is a proton torpedo and an advanced proton torpedo built in one. Um... For me, I think if we continue to see a preference towards these large munitions, um, do they see how much of an increase do you think we end up having for those pieces? Right now, how much does a proton torpedo cost right now? It costs... It's 12. 12? 12. Yeah. 12 points. An advanced proton torpedo is 8, so I would like that went up. So. Mm -hmm. Um, I, I think right now it's a little bit of a knee-jerk. I mean, we're one week in. Oh yeah, that's what this I, I think is. Most wow. of the people that 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 I've, most of the well, most of the people, the three games that I played, and most of the people that I've seen put mm -hmm. lists out there have been putting those I five, I six, um, you know, proton torpedoes, proton rockets, um, you know, just different things to kill stuff fast i think i'm playing uh andres carlson this week in kyber cup and he's got han luke so you know also like big heavy high initiative hitters mm -hmm. i think that there's um it, it's just like what's hot now put nash goren and six tie fighters out there and those proton torpedoes become you know obsolete because uh, unless you can Unless you put Gorn in a bad spot, Gorn's going to be like noping one of those out of the way. And then you make one of those TIE Fighters side in Verso, he's going to be noping another one out of the way. And now you've got seven, eight shots coming at you. Um, so there, there's tech against that type of list. You just, you know, I, I, we're a weekend or week and mm -hmm. a half, whatever it is. People aren't aren't thinking that um much about that kind of stuff yet mm -hmm. also you know just a lot of beef like who, who's flying the vcx another ship that uh, me and william were talking about uh that is very viable that nobody's really thinking about right now because all the new toys that are out there is bosk like bosk with notorious and zam crew says throw me those torpedoes like i'll, I'll take it um I'll numb and keep going. And shoot back harder. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just reinforce. <laughs> give, me a, give, give me a target lock. So I'll get, you know, I'll get a target lock on you. Now you're strained, target locked. You're recharging my charges. Uh, the reinforce is going to eat one of those up anyway. 
um, you know, it's it's there. There's tech out there that that will nom nom those those heavy hitting lists. It's just I don't think people are are you know it's the the. The list building's not mature enough yet, so there's 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 stuff out there. Same thing. Somebody was saying, uh, um, you know, some of the other some of the CIS lists. Yeah, I'll, you know, when when Ollie and I were talking about you know how that game with Django plus six things went, we we both agreed. Okay, you're gonna kill two two Trade Federation drones round one. Mm -hmm. I still have Django and you know five shots coming at you. You know, it's that those X wings or stuff like that. They're still gonna eat up. Now, Defender Vader is a little bit different because he's harder to chew through. But with Defender Vader, Defender Vader comes with 11 points of accessible points that you can kill, and Defender Vader is not going to when you know he's he's it's, one ship is not gonna cut it. You know, you can chew through whatever you know. And the list that that Duncan we showed earlier. You can chew through Vermeil pretty fast. Mm -hmm. Like Vermeil is not, you know, a Han Solo out there, a a Ray Poe. They'll 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 eat they'll eat Vermeil up pretty quickly, and take Palp out of there, and and then go after uh, Grand Inquisitor, and so you you can chew through those lists up. And Vader's out there by himself. He's he's, you know, yeah, he hits hard, but just have a focus and. Whoever he shoots, he's shooting one ship. There's going to be three or four other ones that he's not. All right, all right, all right. Now, talking about the list building maturing, uh, I think that's a perfect transition into the Galactic Championships. You know, we saw in... Um, in the last two seasons of the Galactic Championships... Um, you know the the meta evolve into what we thought was the best at the time and then these massive changes coming um i'm super curious about sullust that's going to be that's the first one is june 18th central time zone um you know by the time we get to there people would have had at this point about a month about a month to really dig in to the updates, to the changes. Um, and I'm just super curious to see what ends up coming out of that. So let's, I, I want to make some way too early predictions, way too early predictions as to give me a pilot that will win the Sullust Galactic Championship qualifier. Way too early prediction. Hit me, Ryan. I'll say the obvious, Defender Vader. Defender Vader. All right. Marcel. Um, I want to go somewhere a little not expected. Um... Do you have one, James? Yeah, I, mean, uh, I, 
I think uh, I think it would be easier for me to say Anakin, right? Because that kind of encompasses a lot. Um, oh, you got to specify <laughs> which one. <laughs> which one? Um, I really would like to see Seven be Anakin because he has been kind of a met, uh, was a meta monster um, with you know Marcel flying around with Regen, but with Regen going away and him going down a point. Um, I really think that he has a lot to offer the Republic because um, uh, he's only, I think he's six points now. Um, maybe well, maybe seven. seven. Seven, but still. Still very a, worth it. That's, that, is a, that is a chunky ship at I-6 that can still do a lot. Um, and it I really has think, a talent slot and yeah. 15 loadout points. Yeah, all of those things. <laughs> so, yeah, I think, I mean, that's not so far off from defender vader um i mean you know obviously you can't really compare the two but uh i mean he he does bring a lot of, of what defender vader brings is that i6 has force um has a talent slot um and has like he has double reposition here as well so um i feel like he could be a big contender if played correctly yep so I'm going to say the one that I think has the highest probability of winning uh, is Luke, X-Wing Luke. Uh, and the reason safe I say play, highest probability play. is because um, the Rebel is still probably one of the factions that will be played the most. I think Wedge and a couple other players out there, and the VCX, that's another one that we didn't. Like the VCX will chew, chew through some stuff as well, just like... Um, you know, uh, Bosk and stuff like that. Han Solo, Wedge, Ahsoka. So they, they've got plenty of toys, but I think all of those toys, however you build it out, the common ship is always Luke right now. So I think Luke has the highest probability if I was just going there. But if I'm going on a uh, not, uh, let me make sure it's legal. <laughs> I'm going on a not obvious pick. This is just like more of a way too early hot tamala take. It's going to be Rear Admiral Cherlu. Oh, spicy, spicy, spicy. Um, you know what? I want to see somebody make a splash with Cad Bane. I want to see. I want to see. Uh, I want to see some Which Cad one? Bane. Separatists, Cad Bane. That's the more difficult one, okay. Yep, yep. Separatist Cad Bane is what I want to uh is, is what I wanna see. So we'll uh we'll, we'll find out. Let's find out who will prove us right. I know I have a bunch of approvals I gotta go through for Sullust. Um but looking looking at the at the roster I have right now, I do see a lot of scum players. See a lot of scum play at least players who historically have played scum. I'm not necessarily trying to give away anybody's secrets. I'm just saying that's the the data's out there for you to see. Um we'll uh we'll we'll see what ends up happening. So with that, uh, I want to just go ahead and take a quick peek at uh, at our comments from the community here. We'll see uh, Zach to the future says scramble went from best from worst to best. Some people say the better uh, flight, better flight and scenario points. Pretty cool. 
Uh, dun, dun, dun. Combat second round was something good. The game is more balanced. They changed my baby. I'm not sure really what that means, but thanks, Sandy. Very, very helpful. Uh, Vader Defender being called out quite a few times. Nine Sulo. All right. Some people arguing about what is the best scenario. You know, actually, quick question. What is what is your favorite scenario, folks? Uh, I, I haven't played them all yet in the new setting to make a full uh, yay or nay. I like the, uh, I think it's Satellite, is what you call it. Assault at the Satellite? Yeah, the one with three that you action. I think that's, that's scramble. Really good. Scramble. 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 Okay. So I think that's the my, my, my favorite. It's, it's, it's few enough to still let you to dogfight, but it's 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 high enough to still allow you to win on on objectives. Yeah, I, I think I've got to agree there with uh, Marcel because Scramble, yeah, really has gone from, in my opinion, the worst to the best. Um, it has those three. It has the three objective points, which can still rake you a lot of points, but you can just like straight up ignore it and go after kills. Love it. Love it. I'm excited to see how uh, how this evolves. I'm excited to go to play some X-Wing this Wednesday. Um, I want to see people out there at Flight Club on Wednesday, seeing what we can get. Um, James, I th have we had some people try out some of those new clone Z95s? We got any 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 takes on that yet? Any insights? I, I I've played the yeah go ahead because uh, I've only played like one game with them but you can go ahead Ryan. Uh, boost is so much fun. Holy crap! <laughs> I I just slap rockets on boost and just dare people to be in my like vicinity. <laughs> like hey I did a blue. Sure you want to be here? I'm just gonna boost start engaging get a rocket. Or um, I was playing against Mitch and he. Uh, he had quick draw like range one of of boost like full modded like i'm ready to get you and i just went i'll leave bye <laughs> he was like wait come back <laughs> no 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 no. that's not how this is supposed to go <laughs> i think i think boost was a lot of fun that's funny that's funny, yeah. Um, I think you should challenge some people to play some uh, some some C ninety fives versus uh, versus rogues. I think that'd be uh, that'd be fun to see. Fun to see. Yeah, I I, I do like that all of the Z ninety fives are three three squad points because mm -hmm. um, it it does let you kind of choose which one you really like. Um, you know, if you if you want to go for the ones that give you more dice um, in what is it, uh, killer and stub, or if you want to go with more of the the funner ones with slider and um, neck. All right. Cool, cool, cool. So that's it for now for our initial thoughts on the uh, the points changes and stuff like that because I wanted to give us some time to talk about the new Obi-Wan Kenobi show. So this is your official warning, official warning. 
you are now in spoiler territory if you do not want to hear about spoilers for obi-wan kenobi it is time for you to go ahead and turn off turn off this video okay turn on the klaxon wow 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 okay i've given you more than enough time okay i love you goodbye to those of you who uh who haven't seen it yet i would suggest going to watch it all right so first can i say my least favorite type of post anywhere is when somebody says non-spoiler review i'm like you're an idiot i'm sorry i'm sorry if you've ever posted anything and started it with non-spoiler review no you can't do that you can't you, you can't anything you write in that paragraph is a spoiler literally anything because you are changing my experience in which how how i experience that media that's my opinion now we can get into the content yeah i think my favorite non-spoiler review that i saw was it was a non-spoiler review that was just cinema in the period and i was like okay i'm excited <laughs> <laughs> no like the one the one i saw was, was like people have been like like this character like, they, they just start talking about characters non-spoiler review character 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 i'm like oh yeah <laughs> okay sure okay very shout out to felcepto by the way for dropping some subs there thank you so much and to isofane as well so um first yes yes did you enjoy it we'll start there james ryan yes i enjoyed it and yes james gave two thumbs up for the audio listeners oh, audio listeners i'm sorry <laughs> yeah two thumbs up <laughs> and marcel yep enjoyed it all right okay okay all right favorite part let's just go let's just go what, what was like something you were like i loved i loved seeing this thing while you guys are doing it i will tell you what one of my favorite things about good storytelling is when all right let me let me back this up one of the things that irritates me when people complain about movies and tv shows is that sometimes they complain about the characters acting like normal people or like oh my god why would this character do that that's not like them i'm like because anybody can make bad choices like seeing obi-wan like he's working essentially at a meat a, a tatooine meat packing plant right in the middle of the desert and he don't want anybody to bother him and when they're they're like you should help and he's like I don't I don't really want to. <laughs> it's essentially it's essentially what we got out of him. And I saw people complain about it. I'm like, I'm like, the man has been through some trauma. He doesn't want to deal. There's nothing bad with that. Yeah, he's dealing with his own thing right now. Like yeah. he, he he's having some nightmare trauma. <laughs> so I, I I mean I I had a well we're saying the good things first. So yeah. the first first thing. Because I, I did have I did have like a eh, no, nah, this don't make sense type of thing. The um, yeah, I think the um, the part that I enjoyed the most is the 
the foreshadowing of um i think it's the third sister i think it's what she's called the foreshadowing of the third sister's backstory like why does she have it in for obi-wan the way she does mm -hmm. um and uh she's kind of impetuous and um they hint for at her not being as gifted or as powerful uh as, as some of the other ones that are placed above her but um it seems like she might have the ambition and you know it's not all about like your midichlorian count you know there's other you know obi-wan is not stronger than anakin but he still be anakin there's there's other factors that that come into it so i i think her i like it when they when they when when they start developing good character um a good character arc a good story arc for a character i think she's she's probably got a good story arc in the making i have no i mean she may be new not new to you guys i didn't watch any of the clone wars i didn't watch any of that so i don't know who the third no she is, so. no she's, she's brand new she's a completely new character yeah she wasn't even in the comics which i found interesting um but yeah i i, I think the most the thing that i'm most uh confused about and maybe i hope that they'll explain it in the show is how does she know who Anakin is because I'm pretty sure Vader went on a killing rampage on anyone that knew he was Vader. So I'm hoping that they'll explain how she knows and why she knows and why she's not dead yet. I wonder, okay. So in one of the opening scenes, in one of the opening scenes, Oh, here we'll go ahead and, and do one of this. I think that's right. where link is probably going to come from. Why Reva knows yeah so there, there's all this 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 these younglings that are together and all that i that they can't be showing that us yeah, that on I, accident right i feel I, like I, one of them yeah. is reva yeah they, they did zoom in on one of the care on one of the younglings and um i feel like they may reveal later that that was one of the that, that one of those younglings was reva i hope so Otherwise, it's just another <laughs> Order 66 scene. Um, <laughs> that just makes us sad. How many times do we have to relive this? <laughs> All right, here, you know, wait. Quick, uh, quick, X, how this implicates or how this will impact X-Wing. Guys, this ship looks awesome. It's like a flying castle, right? Like... Yeah, I, I saw a lot of people liken the shape of this ship to Vader's castle. Yes. Um, which is awesome, and I love that. So, yeah, really excited uh, to see more of this ship. M medium base? Hmm? It's kind of shuttle. It looks shuttle to me. Definitely looks Reaper esque size, yeah. All right. All right. Um, okay. I, I got to say. I thoroughly enjoyed Leia just destroying her cousin. That was yes. Great. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, who is this actress? For real, like she she's came good. Out of nowhere. The little kid's yeah. good. <laughs> she came out of nowhere. I was like, oh, she has a job in this industry. Like she is. <laughs> watch your watch your career with great interest. 
Love it. All right. Um, okay. Here, let, let's let's go ahead and talk about this. So the Grand Inquisitor ends up getting murked in the second second episode. I know we're jumping all the way to the second episode. All right. Ends up getting stabbed in the chest by the third sister, and all the all the canon nerds out there went, but what? That happened? No! Ezra killed the Grand Inquisitor in the mountain with the volcano. You changed the cannon. Uh, do, I mean, do you think he lives? Is this a different guy? What, what are your thoughts? I, I assume he lives. Yeah, I, I hope, sure he, hope so. I, It'd be really weird if he didn't. Yeah, don't take rebels away from me, Disney. I have a family. Like, <laughs> <laughs> you can't take cannon. You can't take cannon away I mean, from I, rebels. So, Hey, what do we have to go through the credits and make sure Filoni's in there as a producer somewhere? Because if he's in it, like I assume, we'll be okay. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure he is. Stuff. Yeah, I, not, I not only that. So, I mean, I, as as a positive, speaking on the Grand Inquisitor, besides the fact that Reva was so ambitious, she didn't want Grand Inquisitor taking her her shot at Obi. Mm-hmm. Um, I because a lot of people were very meh about the look of Grand Inquisitor, like. And, and how much more human he looked versus how he could have looked um, in live action. Because I think, and correct me if I'm wrong, uh, he's the same species of the uh, the people on Utapau yeah. in episode three. Yeah. So there was already an established look. I was able to easily get past that because the, the person playing him and how he was carried within the show and his lines and his delivery was great it was awesome it was really good yes yeah that's why when he was stabbed not only was like the rebels like feel like wait a minute this can't be this can't be a way he dies it was also like man i hope he doesn't just get shelved for most of the rest of the episodes because like he was great yeah I, I feel like that's what they're gonna do with him because i feel like they don't want to set up grand as the ba- big bad they want to set up vader and Riva as the bad guys of the show mm-hmm. which fair they're they're telling their own story in the obi-wan show but yeah it, it does it does kind of feel bad for grand because like he's actually a really good villain like he like he's like all, not on the same level as like thrawn for me but like like one step down um with how he's very he just, menacing like, very yeah, menacing. he just like taunts his victims as well and it's just it's it's just uh yeah, it's a lot <laughs> to and take you know, in. Maybe, maybe this introduction to the to the Grand Inquisitor could be set up for for something in the future, right? One of the things that Disney has gotten really good at is this in the in the the Star Wars universe and all these different shows is they can take a character, pull it out, and make a whole story about it, right? Like that. Uh, I. I think this is the guy. Like I loved his his presence, um, and it felt like the Grand Inquisitor to me. And I know, like some people were like, "Oh, but the the, the look." Like for instance, in the live action, tr- they've actually changed the way Trandosians look, like a lot. Like, oh no, these are Trandosians. I know they don't have a huge nose anymore uh, because they want them to be able to like emote and stuff like that. But it's the same. So it might just be a a, a cosmetic change. Yeah. To, to yeah, make it work a little better. Cad Bane, people were kind of concerned about how his live action debut was. It wasn't, I, I don't think it was as, it was like, actually probably similar to how the difference between the Grand Inquisitor is in the show now. I mean, you're going uh, to, they, they, talk, they talked about it in interviews about Ahsoka specifically, 
um, because they changed the way that she looked from Rebels to the Mandalorian show. And they, they talked about how, like, it's just not feasible to, to, to bring something in like that. And it's just much easier and it makes it flow better within the story than having to, like, actually, like, make Montreals that are, like, like four feet long like they were in the yeah. show. Yeah. And so th- I, think, I think it's the same thing. You, yeah. There's things you can and can't do in live action and can and can't do in animation. So, I mean, I don't remember this much gripe about nailing this specific look for the animated characters when they were first seen when we already knew with the live action like if you look at count dooku in the animated yeah. clone wars <laughs> and count dooku in the like live action man i don't know why you weren't mad at that or at least i didn't hear about anyone getting mad at that like i had like a two foot tall head was a style right no yeah that means if they're taking a style of animation adapting it into live action the other way around they have to also make some adjustments yeah, I, I totally agree with you. I, I saw a lot of comparisons when, um, when the show, when we first saw stuff like with Ahsoka and then Cad Bane and now with Grand. Sorry, guys, how... I, fi- I fixed it. I fixed it. Done. <laughs> what's what's the problem here? <laughs> it's part. Look, look. It's look at that. I, I got it. Done. All right, continue. But uh, yeah, I saw the same things where it's like, why are people getting upset at this? when we saw some crazy wacky stuff like yoda in rebels like that was weird but that was a stylistic choice of the rebel show yep exactly i i did want to say one more thing on grand before we moved on the first thing my wife said when we were sitting there watching it was is that mr wickham from pride and prejudice and it, it is. It's Mr. It's the same actor as uh, Mr. Wickham from Pride and Prejudice. Nice, nice. Didn't uh, didn't realize that. Mind you, I haven't seen Pride and Prejudice, so I, I wouldn't I wouldn't know. I wouldn't know. A small detail that I did I did like quite a bit with the uh, with the Inquisitor is they had a couple of close up shots where the eyes. They had the yellow in it. I'm not sure if you if you if you saw that that like Sith Sith Lord yellow change, which was uh, was pretty swanky. Now let's go ahead. Let's have Marcel start us on uh, on the dark side of our review. They said Marcel, he was he's been waiting. He's the like critical Where, one. Where's <laughs> my time to one. complain, man? Let's go. All right, what you got, man? Hey, you gotta keep my uh, pitchfork and flame torch business in. Yeah, I mean, I get it. I get it. In business. Um, so the part, well, there, there's a couple parts, but the the part that really, really bothered me, uh, and it goes into like episode eight type type of bothering for me, is um, so this has been ten years since you know Order sixty six and stuff like that, right? Basically, you know, if, if Luke and Leia are ten years old. <clears throat> The when when they come when when Organa comes in and basically is looking for help from Obi and and then Obi starting to do this, you know, just basically trying to go go along and, and rescue, is he he's like, Well, it's been ten years. I'm not the person I used to be. Like I'm rusty. I don't you know, he's he's kinda lame and it's, it's like you don't I don't care if you've been sitting on your butt for 20 years. Like you, you, 
you were a Jedi. You're probably the third most powerful Jedi of your time. And you, you're all of a sudden rusty and and like not not equipped to to do what you need to do. Like I, that, that that to me was, and he was getting beat up, and I was like, dude, you're a Jedi. Dude, Ten <laughs> well, years is a long time. I don't like, care how long it try, is. Like this is Obi One. Ten years and then do it then. Yeah. Like because plus all the trauma of like yeah. the mental breakdown I, of potentially dealing with all that, that we haven't seen and being yeah, on tatooine for 10 years it, that's it, like it, 20 it, normal years it don't i mean it, it, it honestly don't matter like you don't it, it's muscle memory they he's been doing it since he was like three years old uh his whole life it's you know it's just like riding a bike it's and he's using the force he doesn't even need to be like physically in shape for it. He's he's yeah, he's but he's he's, he's disconnected himself from the force. Did just you the see same how way hard that... it was for him to use the yeah. force to grab Leia? Yeah. He, it looked like it physically hurt him. He was like, ah, yeah. and then he finally got it. Yeah, he's, dis well, I'm, he's I'm, disconnected I'm, 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 himself from the force. I'm not. I'm, that's the part I'm not buying. Like you guys might it might be okay with it, but for me that part was like, eh, it's Obi Wan. Like you know, you know, you know. He's been training. He's, he's, being more, he's look, got, look, he's, look he's, at he's this guy. Flaws and being more human though. What? <laughs> look, does this guy look like somebody who's feeling okay? He don't look. He's the he man's look okay depressed. In either episode. He's Good depressed. Anyway, that, that's 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 my uh, I, you know that's uh that's, this that's is a hurt. It's a broken not, man. It's a broken man. You wanted this no, to he's, be he's like not a broken man. He's he's a broken <laughs> Jedi warrior master. He's he's still a Jedi warrior. He's still a master. man at baseline. So is uh, uh, Mar 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 Marcel. Marcel anyway, wanted nah, him to nah, come I, out. I, I don't like it. Obi Obi Wan Kenobi. Wah 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 wah. Two episodes worth of wah wah wah. Is that what you wanted? No, yeah, I, he doesn't have I'm to be a... that. But at least you know he doesn't have to be all, <laughs> all like I'm a rusty old man. I, I'm just excited for the first time that he actually ignites his saber. Um, now nah, they gonna, kept teasing it. They kept teasing. I know it. They, they pulled it out, and I was like, oh, he's gonna do it. <laughs> but uh -huh. uh, yeah, it's gonna be good. That's gonna be good. Um, La Leia, you know, I found it in interesting that people were like, "Man, that little kid was annoying." I'm like, "You've apparently never been around like eight to ten year olds." Yeah, that kid was that kid was cool. That was she was on point. <laughs> she was exactly what I would expect out From of out of that Leia. character. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that that uh. I'm really like I, I would just watch a show with just her, like that sounds like her growing up and just like smack talking all these kids. Agreed, agreed. <laughs> um, I would say one of the things that, um, if I was to be critical, because I know I get accused of being like, "Do you just like everything? Like, stop liking everything." Um, is while I enjoyed. The um, in the second episode we had uh, what's the name of that actor? The guy who was pretending to be a Jedi. Oh, the Eternals guy. I, yeah, 
yeah. I, f- I felt like the time, like, I laughed. But when yeah, I watched Kumal, it. Kumal Nanjani. Yeah, I, I, I did laugh. But when I rewatched it, I felt like the timing, like, it was in this, like, oh, my God, they're in the city. All this crazy stuff is happening. And then they just kind of. They, they cut to this. I know that that's it's common in Star Wars. So like, hey, let's lighten the mood just a little bit, so we don't. It's not all death and destruction. I the the, the funny haha. I know that they wanted to lighten it up. I thought the timing was a little strange for me personally. Um, but again, I I I understood why they did it. I just and on the rewatch, the timing felt a little off for me. I think that's the part that Kayla and I talked about the most. Like, you know, when, when the episodes are over we, and, and then you talk about it. Mm-hmm. I think that's the, um, the part that we both went back to and, be, and were like genuinely appreciative that they threw that in there. Because it was because it was it was it, it was silly and it was but it was silly in a in a good way. And then um you know, we were talking about like what's coming up next, and we're like, "Well, she, the third sister didn't kill him," and that seemed kind of weird that somebody who purposely tried to kill her had a gun, which was trying to stop her and kill her. She decided not to kill him. I mean, the Inquisitors are supposed to be super ruthless, and she was going to kill. You know, if you don't tell me who it is, you know, I'm going to kill Ben and all this other stuff. It seems out of character for for the persona that she's playing. Mm-hmm. So again, that, and that's kind of building to the arc of her story that I'm genuinely interested to learn. Um, and we were like, well, he's still alive, so he's going to play, you know, more. He's he's going to keep playing playing a playing a role as as this evolves. And he's a very popular actor. I mean, he's a I don't know his name, but I know his face. Kumal Nanjiani. Yeah. Like, I recognized him as soon as I saw yeah. him. I'm like, oh, yeah. he's Eternals guy. Yeah. Which, by the way, I thought he was the best part of Eternals, too. Him and his cameraman. I do agree. <laughs> yeah. But I don't know. Like, for me, it just took it took me out of it because... I I my I mentally went to the Eternals. I was like, wait, no, I'm in Star Wars. Stop it! Like it just it it just didn't hit. It didn't hit right with me. But again, I still giggled. I still laughed. I liked it. I think the only thing that I wasn't too much a fan of was how drawn out the kidnappers Leia chase scene was. Yeah, I don't was, mind her was getting a away a little bit, but there there was some little extra time that was just like, man, would she really like juke them out that much? <laughs> it was like yeah. three or four of them, and the shots were weird themselves, it, choreography wise. Yeah, it was rivaling the Vespa chase scene from Boba Fett. <laughs> I think I think probably like. If I was to maybe look into their into their minds, is like Leia does have access to the Force, but doesn't quite know it. So maybe she's got a little extra agility, a little extra instinct. Like if I go here, they probably won't catch me. But at the same time, she's uh, nine nine years old in in here nine nine ten. Um, like 
she's still going to end up being overpowered. Like, that's still, that's still going to happen. Especially when Flea from the Red Hot Chili Peppers coming after you. Like, you know, you know he's coming. <laughs> yeah, that, that did that did make me like, like, wait, is that? Is that Flea? <laughs> There's no way. Yeah. Uh, I looked it up and I was like, yeah, that's, uh, that's Flea. <laughs> yep. So uh, a squirrely, squirrely little kid in the forest. Um, now, one of the questions we got asked here by Lambolo is um, uh, you, you guys are going really deep. Uh, you viewed this, uh, have you viewed the ship from a production perspective? Um, if you mean like how it looked, I think it looked great. Like there are definitely moments where you, where it's like it looks like a movie, and then there are moments where you're like, oh, this is this is still TV. Where you know where you know that it wasn't quite they didn't quite have the budget to do as many shots as they would. So for instance, I'm pretty sure we got almost the exact same shot of that like uh, Obi Wan's bus back to back from work. Three times, I think it was the same shot three times with the bus going through with minor like lighting changes. And I think one was a perspective flip where it was going in the opposite direction. But I was like, hey, they're stretching the budget, they want to show that he's traveling here, so they're gonna they're gonna use that uh, that thing. But I think overall, I think it looked really good for what they had and the amount of different, um, the amount of different. Uh, scenes that they had obviously allowed allowed to them by uh, their use of the volume which apparently looking into this was something that they had a lot of most of these uh, these episodes was shot in that you know basically giant game engine where they can draw out whatever they wanted yeah I, I'm well, that really thing is so cool yeah by the way yeah, I'm so excited that they're they basically have like almost exclusive rights to that just for like Star Wars shows, um, <laughs> because they, that's what I've mostly seen them use it for. Mm -hmm. Yeah, if you haven't had the chance to watch any of the behind the scenes for any of the Star Wars TV shows, one I recommend them. Uh, but two, specifically, Mandalorian season one behind the scenes has multiple episodes. There is an episode called Volume. It explains what we're talking about. It is really cool and probably is the next big technological leap for filmmaking that makes the actors' lives easier than just standing in front of a green screen. Yeah, because it actually they're actually in the scene that that you know, actually in it. So instead of having to like look at like puppets on or like little like little men with green green suits with sticks they can actually be in the scene itself and have the background and have the be in it it's like a mix of physical and uh digital yeah like it's it, it's it's pretty amazing it's pretty amazing the technology uh, how it's gone did i know we just missed it but did any did anyone notice that um the girl that was trying to sell obi uh, Death Sticks and uh, Spice was his actual daughter. Oh, it was? Yeah. yeah that's you and McGregor's <laughs> daughter. Yeah. <laughs> I did not I did not catch that one. Yeah. I mean, that they have a long history also, of... Also, was that our first real 
live action uh, showing of a result of people getting exposed to spice in Star Wars. Like, we know of spice trade. We know that it's illegal. We know it's an underground thing. But I don't think we've ever actually seen an immediate, like, now we they're spice and they're inhaling it and then they're like loopiness afterwards. No, we would, we we have never yeah. seen drug re, drug use in, in Star yeah. Wars. Is the first yeah. time. That's a very good point, though. Um, that it's it's kind of been a, a not a central theme, but a constant reoccurring. Um, talking point like oh you know the spice mines of kessel oh you're gonna dump your spice whenever you get seen by imperials and just like it's, it's everyone's talking about the spice but like a lot of the viewers never actually get to see like what is spice is it like is it like food spice or like am i missing something <laughs> this oh, really like i mean he, he smashes that bottle in that room and those guys they're done right they, they're just they're just completely completely done which is absolutely crazy i also loved that dinosaur with a gun um that was pretty <laughs> that was pretty cool <laughs> agreed agreed so I mean, overall, I was very happy with uh, with Obi like, like look look at this man, Marcel. This man is disconnected from the force. Look at look at his dead in those eyes. I need the screenshot to load so I can show he, he's, Marcel. He's got a mission to train and learn uh, Qui Gon Jinn's. Mission like, is to hide and survive. I think no, so and I, learn. I, I know that. Jin's okay, so Yoda, Yoda's like, I have this training for you. This is somebody who should have been doing his homework and has not been. Okay, I have seen those looks from my students, Mr. Morales. I know I was supposed to do this. I have done none of it. You had so much time. I know. I panicked, so and I stopped out working. The force, trying to stop Dio, Mr. Morales from putting a lower grade on their on their homework <laughs> yeah so uh yeah anyway anyway i was i was i was very happy i am excited for the next episode so is this going to release on fridays is that wednesdays wednesdays yeah that yeah they usually they usually do friday show like new show releases and then um for this one it'll be wednesdays wednesdays uh, I did look in like little casting stuff, and it looks like um, uh, Rupert Friend or Friend, whatever you say it, um, Grand Inquisitor, is slotted or Wait. credited for credited ah, for. I would say stop. Uh, yeah, stop. Yeah, those are, that's that's kind of spoil spoilerish. No, we're spoiling episodes <laughs> one and going. two. Okay. We're not. Yeah, I don't want to know. He is alive in Star Wars Rebels, I, I, which is I, later, so yeah. he has the potential to come back. I know he's alive in yeah. Star Wars Rebels. I don't want to know what episodes he might show or not show back up in an Obi-Wan. Okay. All right. That's it's perfect. Fair. Well, I think that's a great time to stop, everybody. Thanks for watching, and we'll be back next week with more X-Wing and probably Obi-Wan talks. Thanks for watching, everybody. Be smart. Be safe. Gold Squadron. <laughs>